think it's been a lifetime since we last podcasted. Yeah. Welcome. I'm sorry. I had to do that one. It's been oh, forever. Shit. Turn your mic down. Okay. We're going down. Sorry, folks. That was, that was a lot of shit. All right. Welcome to another episode. I think turn down a little more. Turn down a little more. How are we sounding? Uh, yeah, it should be fine. We're, we're a little out of practice here, fellas. It's been a while. Okay, it's, it's been, what, a, two weeks? Feels like it's been a month. It feels like it's been so long. Show 24? We've got a great show coming up for you. Anderson Souza on the show? Yep. World champ, bronze medalist from last year. Newly yep. pe- crowned Pan Am's Games silver medalist. He's been killing it the last couple of years. He's been stepping into his own these past couple of years really well, and yeah. He's a fighter. He he's is. a little, like... I don't know how to explain it, but he's like a little dog on that track. He just his style is so aggressive. It's he's pretty entertaining to watch. He's gonna be an interesting interview. Another guy coming from South America has moved to the U.S. and uh, has made a good name for him. So I look forward to hearing his story. Yeah, that'll be good for sure too. Sponsors: ProGate Europe. Winning starts the Great Gate. As at all the new Pan Am Games medalists. Tori just Tori just fucking came in Lima, here. Peru. <laughs> <laughs> yes, As you they know, did. had a great ProGate Europe was uh, Alfie in the main at Pan Am. Oh, he fucking was on it. Yeah, bro. he was. Yeah, he Let's was. be real though, because he was on it from Worlds. He never missed a beat. Yeah, he was really pulling. It's only a matter like it. Long time coming. Seriously though. Congrats, yeah. Alpha. Yeah. yeah. Big congrats. Friend yeah. of the show. Good friend, friend of, of ours. The show. That gate there. Let me tell you, fantastic. Fast. Nice and fast. Nice and like like it should be. It was one of the new pro gates. Okay. Just like it should be. Yeah. Okay. Just like that pro gate at Cochrane, one of the the uh, the tracks we're coaching at. They got the brand new one. Man, that thing is awesome. Yeah. Nice yeah. and fast. I will say, though, they had a barrel gate on the Supercross. That was a little different. Wasn't okay? great? Well, it wasn't great. No, it was fine. Completely fine. But it was just, I'm not used to it. I don't know. Yeah. When do we have a barrel gate anymore yeah. that we race on? Um, but other sponsors of the show, good friends, motosheets.com. Guys, that's run by the Webster Brothers and their dad. I always got to say that because, you know, they're friends of the show. Uh, but they do instant race scoring and host of many other features to make race organization fast and simple. So uh, for more information about all their products, check out uh, their website, motosheets.com. They actually just sent us uh, some shaker bottles. Some, some protein. Some Can't protein. protein. Some protein shaker bottles. So uh, we got some shaker bottles to give, give away. We're going to think of something to do here. Um, we'll think of some kind of giveaway with on social media, something to do. But we'll do a giveaway in the near future with some shaker bottles. Yeah, so keep an eye out for those people. Also thanks to Jason Carnes and the Berm Academy. Berm Academy Tours, when you want to make the most of your BMX experience. Whether we're at the track, trails, bike park, USA BMX National, popping wheelies through the city, or hanging with the biggest names in the sport, we live BMX and we're taking you along for the ride. Check out bermacademy.com and see what it's all about. The Berm Academy, powered by Answer BMX and S Squared Bicycles. Hey, I know them. Yeah, you know them. <laughs> we're taking you on tour. So like we said, guys, guys and girls, you want to get on tour, you want to live the BMX life, you want to go to different races, hang out with uh, really cool people, see different spots in the US, get on the Berm Academy. Got to check it out. Get on the Berm Academy. Yeah. We got, we got to do it one time. We've been on the road a lot lately. We're going to do it. Jason's always been begging me to go on tour, especially when we were on Redline. I yeah. need to go one of these years. You need to go. I need to go. Well, we got some great sponsors, so thank you guys for coming on board again. It's pretty awesome what we got going on here. I'm really, really enjoying this program. How was Pan Am's? Uh, Pan Am's was good. I had a blast, honestly. So, man, like you guys told me going into it, just like everything, just experience everything. I had such a great time. Dude, those are the most fun races. They're they're way better than anything else because it's just yeah. multi-sport. It's like it's a mini Olympics. Seriously, yeah. It's like, a mini I Olympics. literally had so much fun just being in the village. And like I didn't really venture outside of the Canada house much. Like we did a couple times, um, but all the like communal areas were pretty busy with other people. I kind of just hung out in our place. But I just met so many different people that it was actually so much fun just to hear different people from different sports and then yeah. watch the different sports on TV yeah. and, and like have a reason to cheer for somebody on TV because someone's telling you about it. Like... 
Coolest events, yeah. You get to meet so many different yeah. athletes from all over the world. It's not quite the pressure cooker of the Olympics. You yeah. get to truly enjoy it. It's going to Toronto for Pan Am Games is one of the most fun weeks I've ever had at any kind of race or sporting event. It's, it's they're so cool. Seriously, compared to like what? Yeah, the races we go to, we go to World Cup or USA BMX race. We go hang out in the hotel room, quickly rush over the yeah. track. Like we don't want to be there because it's dusty. Like I feel like it was just a good time being there. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. really fun. Yeah. yeah. Like you said, like meeting new people, meeting athletes. When do we ever get to do that at a race too? Like yeah. it was so much to me. It didn't feel like we were there just for ourselves, if that makes sense. Like yeah. there's such a big reason to be there for everybody else that we were just there taking part. The cool thing is too, like when you meet people from other sports, you tell them, oh, I'm a BMXer. They instantly think it's cool. They do. No one's like, oh, it's dumb. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, everyone everyone thinks BMX is cool. Yeah, that part was really awesome too. Yeah, I because love that about some it. sports, like here's, I, I mean, not to put anyone down but you hear some guy say race walker what are you supposed to say oh right on that's sick yeah cool <laughs> no you say bmx people are like oh no way yeah. you're those guys blah blah, blah. yeah i thought so that was really cool and uh put it yeah. put it in the show yeah put, put it in, in the, the main show. the day was super long so they ran it just like the o show like you guys would have done at the olympics um but they did it all in one day so it was a burn so seven laps that's a lot seven laps uh 30 minute break between and yeah 30 minutes seems like plenty but it's not it, once you got down to the sixth and seventh yeah. race it got pretty tiring so the first three went fine uh i was actually me and Susan were in the same moto we battled all day in the moto so that was pretty fun and then yeah quarters or i guess i was semis second time had some tough quarters they actually got pretty tough there so that was pretty fun had to battle had to line nip like every lap for fourth that wasn't pretty cool but put her in the show and uh yeah top five top five pen amps that's good yeah thanks it was good that's yeah, good couldn't hold up your gold medal from last time <laughs> no, i couldn't do that but no i seriously it was it was fine with yeah i'm glad you had a good time and alfie and mariana looked really good it's nice i mean mariana's won obviously olympics and stuff but especially after injuries and how big that um i mean the gold medal means a lot to her but especially columbia as well it's, it's really cool to see yeah i th i think it's just cool that she went Dude, it's awesome. It kind of seems like there was, I don't know, a couple guys, some people that maybe weren't there. Like the U.S. guys decided to send guys. Why wouldn't you guys. go if you could? I don't really know. I don't get it. And I, I kind of saw that and I was kind of like, that's kind of weird, I guess, kind of lame. But she was still there and I, I, it's a big deal for them, obviously. Yeah. So I thought that was so cool. It's an international medal and I don't know why you wouldn't go. Those are like lifetime opportunities that you're never going to get again. It's yeah. not just another race. It's no. way more special. Yeah, straight up. So anyone listening, if you're from one of the countries that can go to Pan Am Games and you get the chance, please go. Don't pass it up. No, yeah, don't. Honestly, like you said. It, it's a mini Olympics. It's a mini Olympics. Yeah, and who cares if you've gone to the Olympics? It's, still, it's awesome. Seriously, you, so much fun. Like I said, I haven't been to the Olympics, but if you've gone, I'm sure you've known that it's a fuck, it's a great time. So I wish, why would you not? Like I want to go yeah. back again and do it. Like I wish BMX was in the Commonwealth Games. We could have another games. They're yeah. they're by far the best races out of anything. Yeah. Uh, the South Americans have so many games. It seems like I know they do, and they, they Pan Am's is huge in South America. Oh, so big. It's so weird. Like I didn't see any of it covered in Canada. Pan Am Games. I saw a little bit on social media. Yeah. But I hardly saw any of it on. Like nothing was on TV. So weird, I would have hey? loved to see not just BMX but other sports on TV. Like they always show mainstream sports. And that's I mean, of course they're going to, but why wouldn't they show Pan Ams? I think, I they, think should. they should have. Yeah. I My only I only have one downfall from the entire time, and that was leaving when we did. Had to leave like right away after racing, and we missed the closing ceremonies. Ceremonies, and I really just wanted to stay there and just enjoy it. Didn't get to. Yeah, yeah so that's too bad. That was a that was a little bit of a bummer, but good experience overall. The experience was yeah, fantastic. Um, other um, races, China. Yeah, there was, that was a big money weekend this past weekend, all right? So, so I saw the, I saw, I think, I can't remember BMX videos. So, Neek, I guess, posted the videos of the races, I think. Mm -hmm. And then, or someone posted them, I can't remember who. And so, I, I think I saw the second day where, uh, Sil I think Sylvan Holshaw from eight, and then yeah. Twan was in second. 
And then I watched like, the, I woke up on Instagram. Like I woke up in the morning, I was scrolling on my Instagram, saw the first half of the lap. And then I saw Dick Graf comment, who was like, unbelievable. And I thought he was talking about Sylvan's whole shot from eight. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, I guess that was pretty good. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I just like kept on scrolling. Never thought, didn't watch the rest of the race, didn't think anything of it. And then I go to like the stories and I'm watching the stories and I saw, saw Neek posted on his story, like winner won the second race in China. I was like, and I clicked on it. And it was the one I was just watching. I was like, how in the fuck? And then I, I watched, because I, I saw he got cut off or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. I watched the whole race. And I was like, that's what Graf was talking about. <laughs> there you go. It wasn't the laning hole shot. But you know, Sylvan, great hole shot, Sylvan. Yeah, they, they switch roles. No one, no one talked about Sylvan's hole shot from eight, but great hole shot, Sylvan. <laughs> Hell of a hole shot. They completely switched roles that race. Yeah, they did. That's normally Neek's spot out in eight, getting the whole shot like that. Sylvan's normally the one mid-pack just making moves. And yeah, but that was a good yeah. race. It looked I, like a lot of fun. It looked really yeah. good. That race, like, Neek really made some good passes. Like, mm -hmm. second turn, it was a pretty good high-low. Thread of the needle. Yeah. yeah Last turn, really he got good. in there deep and then just burned it to the line. Yeah. So, I got... Track's really long there, so I've heard. It's eh? exhausting. They took two races on one day. Oh, Brutal. my gosh. I don't know how many... Uh, how many races did they have? Do you know? I don't know, but let me tell you, if you're going to do it at any race, it's worth it for that race for the money. Oh, straight up. It's not just like a, any other race where you're going for $1,000 or no, something. No, that's big pay. You yeah. go to hell. So, you're, yeah. yeah, you're hitting you're hitting big money there for BMX. Yeah. And the one person that actually did double up, oh my God, Simone doubling up, what is it, 16 grand? She's buying coffees for all of us the rest of the year. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Simone, if you're listening, the next you know races, you're buying all of our coffees. Everyone that wants free coffee, it's on you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, in the men, what's uh, Sylvan, Neek, and uh, Simon were all on the podium both times. Yeah, Simon looked good. It's cool to see him win. Yeah. It's cool yeah. to see him win. That was good. So they're racking up some change, hey? Yeah. There's another one, another big money pro race too. That was the... Uh, what was it? The 2020 World Track Pro-Am. I guess it's called the Rockstar Energy Facility. All I remember from that race is seeing Brooke's story when her bars were Chi-Town. Were they back? Oh, were they no, they were back. They, they were, were SoCal. SoCal. Bars they were, SoCal. were so far back. Bars were SoCal. Uh, why is it so funny when the bars move forward or back in a race or something? I, know. I just can't help but laugh. Oh, it's too funny. Uh, but yeah, that was a good money race for sure because, I mean, I don't know exactly how much we're up for grabs, but it was over three grand, and I'm not sure how many people were there either, so... That was pretty cool to see. It was really cool to see. Really yeah. cool to see. Yeah, I was it's cool little... to see big money coming in, like not huge money, but like some more of those kinds of races, you know. Yeah, I re I really like that. Like a big name like Rockstar is like hopping in and taking over a facility like that, and they're yeah. putting a bunch of different venues in one area. So they got the BMX track, it looks like a skate park, and then like another bike park area. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Yeah, there were yeah. some uh, big crashes in China, and I know me and you were just talking before I got on air, but. Like when you're a racer and you, you haven't crashed in a while, you haven't had an injury in a while, you start to feel like you're not going to ever again. No. You start feeling like invincible. Like you, you go a few years without an injury or something or without like any gnarly stuff happening. Yeah. And then you know the sport's gnarly. You see other people, but you're kind of like, you don't even think about it because you, you don't even think it's going to happen to you again. No, that's true. Yeah. It's pretty crazy the way the sport we live in. Like uh, the funny thing is, so I hate to, I'm sorry to resort back to this, but at the Pan Ams, we're sitting in the, the room watching some swimming. And somebody mentioned something about a diver, like, oh, do they ever hit their heads or something when they do those flips so close to the board? And somebody's like, yeah, they like, it happened one time, somebody hit their head, yeah. and, like it got bloody, yeah, yeah. whatever, and they actually just canceled the event. And I they thought- They canceled that, the event? Oh, like, the pool they stopped. blood, yeah. Well, I think that, but they, the, the girl that was saying it was like, yeah, people were in shock, they were scared, so they actually stopped the event. And in my head, we like, just fucking just spine board them off. Seriously. All right, next round, let's go. We got to make a time crunch here. I literally, I couldn't say it, but I was like, you don't understand the sport we're in. We're literally sitting on top of the hill. We Rag see somebody. Going. I saw in the semi, I watched, um, what's his name? Arboleda eject off the first jump, completely land flat on like whatever. 
and they fucking carted him off and then they ran our moto five minutes later it's insane and we're so desensitized to it and then like like we said like you won't crash for a while and you start thinking it's never gonna happen and you just like no worries then like you have a big one or someone close to you does and you're like holy crap yeah it can happen you realize just how gnarly it can actually get yeah so i know yeah that was crazy um oh i wanted to throw this in there with regards to 2020 track what, what are we doing with these supercross tracks, bro? Oh, my God. I, I could rant about it all day. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so the last two straights look fantastic. Good rhythm sections. I really like that. But the first two straights. Dude, it doesn't look good. Okay, the really nice looking hill. It doesn't look good. Yeah, the first jump. Okay, look, it's a gap jump. Finally, that's good. Okay. And then a roller and a small triple. Was that what it was? I think so. Looked very tiny. Why aren't we making the straight way longer? Why aren't we making supercross tracks, supercross tracks? Look at Houston. It doesn't even look like a supercross track. There was track. one pro jump on the second looks like straight. A water, it looks like an ABA track. One of my one of my teammates, one of the Claiborne answer teammates, he jumped it, and he's a younger guy, and he jumped it mid-race. It was badass. But I'm just saying, like, that's not a pro section then, right? No, it's not. And I don't know why. Like, they're trying to make it safer, but, dude, it doesn't matter. Like, you... If you the easier tracks have way less separation, they can be sketchier even too. Yeah. Or look at Rock Hill. There's quite a bit of crashes at Rock Hill at the Worlds too two years ago. Yeah, that's fine too. But even that, like that one's better. At least it's wide open for it the is, first it two is, straights. It is. It is. But, but uh, I don't like. We need to make start making tracks technical. We're not rewarding ability anymore. No. You just got to be a gronk and sprint to the first jump and hold on. Yeah. We're yeah. not rewarding any fluidity or skill around the track. Yeah. We're really not. It takes no creativity, no, not a whole lot of skill. It's pretty easy to get around the track these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Gone are the days weird. when like you could be really technical and really good around the track and it pays off. It doesn't really anymore. It's not doing. It's not really, is it? No, it no. doesn't. Yeah, so I saw that. And I was a little bit bummed too. You know, speaking of which, you said Rock Hill. I think they filled in the first jump. Oh, I haven't seen that. I'm really? pretty sure they made it like a big st- tabletop uphill tabletop thing. Oh, we to get going. This is gonna be a long one. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like what? I'm pretty sure Tzar posted something. I couldn't tell if he tapped it or not. Either way, it looked filled in. I was like, "Why? That's the fine. That's fine. The jump was perfectly fine." Oh, that's frustrating. Come on. Okay. We could talk about this for a while. Sorry. All right, we're getting heated. Okay. We do have uh, the Sylvan social media check-in. Was the noise in the ch- gate in the first day main in China or the first race day in yeah, China? Yeah, first final. Dude. What is going on? There's a huge noise. Three people didn't even gate. No. Tuan didn't even gate, and then two other people, I think, didn't Somebody either. super flinched. Dude, I'd be so pissed. That much money on the line, and it's something like that. What was it even? I have no idea. So annoying. Oh, I hate... I, it frustrates me when people do that mid-pod oh or something. Oh, my God. It's awful. We, uh, we just raced in Calgary this weekend, right at the Canada Cup there, and the first day, right in the mid-pause, too, after the, the, the guy, the cadence stopped talking, some guy goes, good luck, riders. I'm just like, what? In the pause? In the pause. Who did? I don't know. Pan Ams? No, a Canada Cup oh, in Canada Calgary. Cup. I, was yeah, just, yeah. I was just texting Sousa to see if he was ready. Yeah, I was sorry. listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so some guy in the pause, in Cal- the Calgary Canada Cup first day. <sighs> good luck, guys, in the middle of the pause. You know, it's hard to get mad because you know it's meant in good in good faith, but it's but just no. like, dude, stop, please. Dude, you know it's the middle of the pause. Oh, like, why? You couldn't have said that right before that. Or in the commissary speaker goes off mid-pause, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to lose it oh, on him. Oh, boy. Oh, crap. Yeah. So Souza, yeah. So should we get him on the line? Because I think we got some good stuff to talk yeah. about with him. So we're gonna call up Mr. Anderson Souza. I got Anderson Souza on the line. How's it going, man? Good, good. How are you guys? Good, good. We're just hanging out. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, thanks for having me. Man, congrats on your silver medal at Pan Am's. That must have been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. It was it was a great experience. How is it like? Is it big in a country like Brazil? Like the four 
areas in Brazil, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah, but I think Brazil it's way bigger. Yeah, like, do people in Brazil know what the Pan Am Games is and they, do they follow it and stuff? Oh, yeah, of course. Like, in Brazil, the Pan Am, it's like, it's like a mini Olympics. You know, it's, they, they have, they love the Pan Am Games. It's like, it's so good for for me and for them to have a medal. Yeah. Yeah, like it should be, I think. I think it should be like that, but I, we, we're talking, it feels like in North America, sometimes people don't see it that way, but no, it really is a mini Olympics like that. It's awesome. Yeah, that, that's how I feel. Like the Americans, I don't know, they didn't even bring the top elites, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised. Did you get it? Like, did you do any media after the Pan Ams or anything like that? Yeah, I did a lot, like, for the channels in Brazil. I did a lot of interviews and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. That's a good experience, huh? Yeah, it, it's actually it was my second experience. Yeah, because uh, you, yeah. we were in the same moto in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, you won, right? Yeah. You are fine. Uh, thanks, man. <laughs> Did you, uh, did you go to the Olympics in Rio? Because I know Renata was a rider, but were you uh, there as a reserve? I was a reserve, but I didn't go like for the race and for training and stuff. Okay. I went there as a, like, a project they, they did with me. It's kind of like a project to, for the athletes who can like go, can chant, they can go to the next Olympics mm-hmm. like they have chance to go to the next Olympics yeah the Brazilian county did a did this project so I could go there and see how everything works it was really good okay that's cool yeah I was curious about that so uh, let's let's get real here what did you think of the track there in Lima <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know the track was kind of weird I mean the turns were like you have so much space after the jump to go into the turn mm-hmm. and like the jumps it looks like they were backwards <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it's just weird but it was like after three or four days of practicing it was really good after you completely yeah. changed we, all we form and all ideas it was okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> So you, you've been living in Florida these days. Like, Do you live with Domingos there? Yeah, yeah. I live with Domingos and his family. When did you decide to move to the U.S.? It was like my decision with, my, with him and my dad and my family. We decided to move like, because we had this project in 2014 where me and Leonardo and a few more writers, we, we lived in Chula Vista. I think we lived there for two years, uh, 2014 until the 2015, I think. And then I went back home. I stayed there the whole 2016. And after that, I decided to move to Florida because I couldn't, I couldn't train. We, we don't have good tracks in Brazil, so I decided to move up to Florida. Yeah. It seems like you guys have a pretty good training there with uh, Jay Smooth and Tats and stuff. Um, how is it being in Florida now? It seems like you've made it at home. Oh yeah, of course. It's it's really cool. Like I can, we try to meet like every 
every week, like twice a week, so we can train together. Mm. Because he lives in, or uh, I live in Orlando and he lives in Osmer, so it's like hour and a half. It's hard to go like every day, but I try to go twice a week so we can train together and do everything together. Was it was it tough to move to the U.S. originally? Like, you know, moving away from family into a country with a different language and all that. Yeah, I think the the hardest part the hardest part is the language <laughs> for me because I I still speaking bad English, <laughs> because, but like it's good. Yeah, I'm I, I made here as my home because I have Domingos here and his wife. Uh, it's like my second family, you know. Yeah, I feel I feel so comfortable living here. Was it was it tough, like financially, to leave Brazil and come to the U.S.? Because um, obviously, there's a big difference in currency and all that kind of stuff. Oh, of course, it was like it was tough since I started to race. Like my family isn't that doesn't have that much money, and it was hard to to. It was like a dream to live in the U.S., you know. And now I can live here and and live my dream, race BMX. That's everything I wanted. Yeah, yeah. How did you actually end up getting started in BMX in Brazil? Because I know at least for us when we grew up, BMX wasn't a big sport in Canada even. But I don't. I'm not sure. If, I'm I'm sure it wasn't even a big sport for you guys either. Oh yeah, like my dad used to ride the dirt bikes, mm-hmm. like just for fun. And when I was uh, three years old, I think, he took me to the local track yeah. in my hometown, and after that, I started to love BMX. Yeah, that's fair. That's how every that's how everything started. Yeah, yeah, I, I guess it's actually kind of like similar to mine, in the sense that yeah, it's always like a lot of people come from motocross, and BMX is almost like that safer, or I guess you could say cheaper alternative, hey? Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, <laughs> I started uh, racing BMX to switch to motocross but yeah i just i love bmx since i started and i never switched <laughs> when did you like as a kid did you go to the worlds growing up as an amateur or did you race it all in the u.s no nah, as a kid my first road was in brazil 2006 and i made it to the main but i crashed so <laughs> i finished in eighth place then my next world was only in 2011 in Denmark. Uh, after 2011, I raced, I think, all the worlds 2012, 13, 14. I just missed 2016 because it was injury. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a lot of worlds to come from. Where do you guys get your funding for races like that? Like, I'm sure back then it's different where... I'm sure your family had to pay for it, but now do you guys get funding to go to the events like that? Yeah, when I started, my, my family they used to pay me for everything. I used to pay my, my races and stuff, but when, when I turned 16, I, I got a, into a team, a Brazilian, a Brazilian team. Mm-hmm. It was a, actually was a really good team, and I, I started to getting, to getting paid. And I could race my first uh, World Cup in 2013. It was in Manchester. It was hard, like to to afford everything, but yeah, I could race. 
And after that, I I went to the. They asked me to to, to join the national team, mm -hmm. Brazilian national team. And after that, I they they start to pay for me for all those reasons. Yeah, I think like we talked to Alfredo and when we had him on the show and. Um, it's quite, I mean, you guys have a lot tougher road to get to Europe and these races coming from South America. In North America, I think with a lot of things, we're a lot more privileged. And I think um, the kind of overall standard of living is higher. So I think it, it's, it's definitely more expensive and more difficult from, from South America. Would, would you agree? Oh, of course. It's like everything. It's so expensive for us because it's like one American dollar in, in Brazil, it's like five five Brazilian money it's just cool. so much money for us yeah I think a lot of stuff like we don't even think about growing up or racing like you guys had to deal with a lot more oh of course yeah it's really hard like especially for me it was really hard because my family never had this much money so when I started BMX my dad had to to sell his car sell everything to pay me for the races you know yeah did do you miss living in brazil like do you like living in the u.s do you, do you find it safer because obviously some people think or whatever they say like crime's a lot higher in in south america and that kind of thing like do you find that or do you do you love going home as well like what do you what do you think about that kind of thing yeah i think in my city in my hometown it's like it's safe it's really my hometown is really small, <laughs> so I like to to go to my my house, see my family, my friends. But to leave U.S., it's hundred percent better. I love living here, and I think when I stop riding BMX, stop racing, I don't want to go back to Brazil. He <laughs> <laughs> just wants to stay on the beaches of Florida. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> is your girlfriend Brazilian or is she American? Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm dating Dominguez's daughter. Oh, are you? Yeah. We had no idea. Oh, I had no idea. Man, you, you better not. You better not break up with her. Domingos is gonna kill you. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's pretty cool. Like it's like a married life with her parents in the house. <laughs> man, that's really that's really cool though, man. Yeah, because she lives here with me. Like we have our own home, our own bedroom. Like I have mine. She has she has hers, but it's like a married life. <laughs> <laughs> but you really, you only use one bedroom, right? Really. <laughs> uh, so, I was gonna say, whereabouts do you guys live? I know you said Orlando, but do you guys have uh, a few tracks around you? I don't know what tracks you guys ride at. Oh, there's a lot of tracks here in Florida. We uh, I I normally ride only Orlando and Sarasota because uh, Oldsmar is closed right now. But yeah, we have like um, in one hour you can ride like maybe ten tracks. <laughs> oh damn, man, that's so good. Yeah, it is. It kind of seems like Florida's been like a good place for training like that lately, with all the tracks around and now having. Oldsmar there and Sarasota to train at. Like I'm not sure if you're close to those two. It sounds like Oldsmar is a little further away. 
but it seems like it's a good hot spot for training oh yeah yeah i couldn't ask for a better place yeah, yeah but bro just, bro more important question do you golf no <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that golfs goes to Florida. <laughs> Dude, all the pro golfers live in live in Florida, pretty much. Oh yeah, I know. And I want to try one day, but it, it just I just don't have time and those equipments. <laughs> me, me and James, are the biggest golf fans in a different life, we were playing pro golf. <laughs> I know. I'm always seeing you guys. But... <laughs> oh, that's classic. So, like, so cool. obviously, last year you got a medal at the World Championships, and that was just an fantastic result man you raced so well and it seemed kind of like a, a breakthrough race for you uh it was it was really good like uh it was an amazing experience it was kind of so focused at the day so prepared like i was i don't know if i think everyone was cranking up but i was cranking up a lot and I had to put like ice in my ice on my legs. Like after every moto, I was cramping a lot, but like I was just I just wanted to be in the main so much. It was really good. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's awesome. Like I feel like there was probably people that didn't expect you to get up on the podium. Was it a surprise for you at all, or was it kind of just things coming together? I think after the main, I think. Everything came together. It was just I was so happy to be in the main. I was like, I'll do my best here, and whatever place I got, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was my first world world's main, like yeah, as a pro. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's even just being in a world's final is such a cool thing. It's like besides the Olympic Games, it's the biggest thing you could be in the final for. So that's just special in general. It was like, it was my dream when I was a kid, you know? Yeah. When you watch the pros as a kid at the Worlds, you just, they seem like they're so fast. And then when you finally get there too, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. I never imagined me like racing with with you guys because when I was like 15 and I think 13 to 15, I never imagined I would be here racing with you. It was just a little kid watching watching the pros watching you watching Sam Willoughby Connor Fields all those pros racing it was just a dream for me and now be being here and be able to race with you guys is it's awesome how old are you this year 23 oh man he's still young yeah still a young buck still a young buck, <laughs> still a young buck. <laughs> fuck up fuck him old <laughs> No, you're not. Oh. He looks it. He's got gray hairs coming Oh, out. man. No, 20, 23. Yeah, you still got a good career in front of you. So, obviously, <laughs> obviously, the Olympics next year is one of your big goals, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, of course. I wanted to be there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, like, first we have to qualify our country. Of course, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but I wanted to be, I wanted to qualify my country and be able to be in the Olympics. It's, I think it's not only my my goal, my biggest goal, but I think for every every riders who didn't race the Olympics yet. Yeah, I'd say so. How are you guys doing on points? Because uh, I know they, they count like your top three scorers, and it's kind of just you and Resende getting the, the the points for elite right now, hey? 
Yeah, it's just it's me, Renato, and Bruno. We all trying to be at least between like the elevens to get one spot, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. Because I think to be able to take two to the Olympics, it's something that won't won't happen yet. Uh, it's it's so tough. You need so many top guys to be getting points to be able to get two yeah, spots I these think days. At least five top riders to be to be to have two yeah. in the Olympics. Yeah. So we were talking in our intro before you came on the show about supercross tracks. Like me and James, like we're saying that a lot of the tracks these days are becoming too easy and kind of are less technical. You're obviously really good on your bike and really good rider. Do you agree? What do you think of the tracks these days? Like, do you think they're getting easier? Do you like them a bit more technical? What do you think? Uh, I think it's getting easier. Actually, I love like I love I love the racing in France. It was a technical, a really super technical uh, track. Yeah, yeah. And when I got there, I I saw the third straight. It was like, man, <laughs> I was like, what I'm gonna do here. <laughs> and then after first practice it was just falling in love it was I think we need more technical tracks you know thank like, you <laughs> thank you like Papenau when it was when it was the transfers and everything I love that track whoa 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 whoa, whoa. not that far <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually like it yeah, yeah I'm with you on that the last version of Papenau when they had the last crossover I was cool with that one Although, like, did you ever race um, the Chula tracks? Like, did you ever race the Chula London track? Yeah, I did. What'd you think? I, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, that was I, a good like, one. I didn't, I didn't make it to the, to the, I think it was eight after the time trials, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just did the time trials. I didn't, didn't qualify for the next rounds, but I was just enjoying everything, you know? Yeah, I love I love it. I used to I used to train there because I lived there in 2014, so we could race, could, we could train mm -hmm. on that track. So it was it was a great experience. Yeah, that was one of the best tracks I think. One of the, yeah, the crossover was a little weird, but it still worked there. Yeah, and that's the only one we raced on there. And but the track was big, burly, technical. Like it was wide open at the same time though. We were challenged, like it's big and wide open and fast, but it was really technical, and you had to be so complete to win and do well there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't like the I, I don't like the idea to have those first jumps that you can pull and then. No, I don't either. I'm I like those. <laughs> Su Susan, I'm liking you more and more. <laughs> when I first saw, I think it was uh, Cold Teaser. He posted uh, on his Instagram. A video of him tapping the first jump, I was like, "Man, they gonna change." Man, it's yeah. Why did they change again? Why did they change Rock Hill's first jump? It Man, was fine before. It was already so easy. Like BMX Supercross, we need to be jump and challenge. It's not. I don't think it should be like a normal track. Oh yeah, of course. I remember when it was. I think it was 2012. They, you guys, racing on Chula Vista Beijing track. Yep. Yeah, it was it was my dream to to ride there. Amen. The first Amen, first straight was so big. That yeah, that was the old first straight there was so, like that that track had some unbelievable races. That first straight was so good too. Seriously, yeah. yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was really good. Like that was, that was, those are some of the most iconic races ever. I think that one in Copenhagen, the two tracks oh, yeah. that were like the oh, best Co- all time. Copenhagen's an OG. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I wish all the first jumps on a supercross track was like that, like big and you can like just battle as hard as you can and jump, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I- I don't. I don't think you should be able to ro- to uh, to manual it now. I don't think no. so either. No, Peru. The Panagans were good this year. They had a huge lip and a big double. That's good. Yeah. That one was good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah. I like the the first jump. Yeah. But I think yeah, Paris. Paris is a good track. That's a great one. You know what? To be honest, I didn't love it. Like for some reason, you know, sometimes you ride a track. Like I just didn't really like it. But you didn't, you didn't click with it. But that yeah. being said, for racing, it is really good. Yeah. But yeah. it's yeah. just not. I just don't love the track. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I was kind of scared when I first saw the like the third and last race, but when I ride for the first time, I I loved it. Yeah, that was the same way. Like I remember when we went there for just the practice, I had no idea what I was going to do on that third straight. It literally. I think I took 20 minutes just to figure out what like two lines I was going to narrow it down to. And that's good. Yeah. Like that's we, what it's challenging. That's what you need to cha- like be you challenged should, with. You should look at a straightaway and have to figure out your line, not just blindly go, okay, two, 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 and see a first round. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, that's true. Like you go to, like we said in a, I can't remember what other podcast we were talking about this, but like if you go up to like a USA BMX track, the track's so easy. Like you just do a few gates and you're ready to race without even riding the rhythm section. Yeah, it's just like you're not challenged. Yeah. Yeah, we need more Euro tracks in the US. Yeah, like I think the the Euro tracks are um, a lot better for racing. Like I think you have to be much more complete to, to do well on them. Yeah. What do you guys think about the roads, uh, the 2020 roads track? Oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I just saw the video of that one and like the first two straights looked so lame. Like yeah. I, I like the, the rhythm section ones because they were long and stuff, but the yeah, first and second yeah, straight, like really it's like they just made an ABA track again with a medium sized jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah, like it doesn't look like a real supercross track in my opinion. Yeah, it's just a big hill. It's just the first straight actually. Yeah, and it, I saw a video of Nick just coasting and jumping the triple. Like, how easy does that look? Yeah. 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 Look, Go ahead. I think we need, like, I don't know who builds the, the Europe tracks, but they should come to the U.S. Who, who, who does build the Euro tracks? Any idea? Um, Hamon, think, Hamon does some, doesn't he? Yeah, I think there are different people that do different ones. I actually don't really know. I don't know either, yeah. No. Those uh, are pretty I like Sarasota. Sarasota is pretty technical. I would love that track if they changed the color of the dirt, man. <laughs> I, can't, I can't see shit when I go ride that place. Yeah, me too. I, I have to wear my, my contacts because I usually don't, I don't wear contacts when I'm, when I'm riding. You know, it was a really. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. No, I didn't. It cuts. Uh, I didn't hear. Yeah, I was just saying. just gonna say. I want, talking about tracks, like the Rio track is the same dirt as Sarasota, but for the Olympics, that track was really good. You could see it. <laughs> no, you couldn't see. <laughs> you couldn't see, but the track was good. Man, I would love to go back to Rio and have a World Cup in Brazil. That'd be sick. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, it's another dream. I think. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, we raced the world. We raced the one World Cup at Abbotsford in 2012, 
And it's unbelievable how big of an advantage it is. Because not only do you know the track, but you feel comfortable in your own country. You've got the crowd behind you. you I slept in my own bed. And like these fucking Europeans. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have a rant. These fucking Europeans <laughs> just get to race. Papandal, Zolder, about 18 times a year. <laughs> They're sleeping in their own bed, I taking know. a van. They're bringing their own ACs to the room. Oh, like it, it's seriously, it's overall, it's such a big advantage. And we have to, like, all of us have to go over all the time and race them there. Like, it'd be like if we raced Abbotsford, both Chula Vista, Chula Vista had one in like Washington State we could go to also. Seriously though. Like, like that's so much simpler. Or if we all, or if Sousa, if we race World Cups at Sarasota and um, Oldsmar all the time. Yeah. So much better. <laughs> It'd be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This year, uh, we had the Continental Championship in Brazil, and that was my first time racing as a pro in Brazil. And the crowd was crazy. Like they were, they they loved to see like me and uh, Molina was there, hmm. Renato, all those the those. South American pros was there, mm -hmm. and I think we need more like like that in Brazil or South American, American. Yeah. Cause like in Brazil, it's kind of like Argentina crowd, you know. Yeah, like yeah. you guys bring the hype to the they races. Go crazy. They go crazy. <laughs> but you know the cool thing about going to races in South America, whether it's like Brazil, Argentina, Colombia. Of course, the fans like cheer for their home riders and their home pros, but they're so excited to see pros from all over the world. Like they're so supportive of everyone and just so into the event. Like I love going to South America. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they do. I think they're, they they love they love to see like you guys because we I think everyone in Brazil used to to watch the transit races. <laughs> yeah, everything like that, you know. And be able to see you guys in personal, it's just awesome for, for them. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I love the amount of passion you guys ride with sometimes. Like It's so cool. Like, people from South America in general, like, yeah, you guys, you and um, Renato, like, sometimes seeing the amount of passion you guys ride with around the track, like, it gets me energized to race. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just feel like sometimes people from South America or Europe, when I don't know, they just they don't ride with the same kind of passion. Inside. Well, it's like I feel like we have like we went to races so often in the U.S. as kids, like we would just travel to them, travel home. Whereas these guys like move across, like move to North America from South America. Like, there's no like, oh, it's just a race. Like, no, there's no dipping your toe in. Hey? It's a, it's a, like you're all in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. We gotta go for it every time. Yeah, like it's not a not as simple just flying from vancouver to san diego to or phoenix to race like they're coming from brazil like yeah. it's a it's a lot more expensive a lot different yeah mm -hmm. yeah it yeah, seems like that's that's how we we race like we we are always thinking about it like we we sacrificed so much to be here and we gotta do our best <laughs> yeah well, all the stuff you've seemed to change in your life and all the sacrifices you've made have definitely paid off. Like, you've become one of the top dogs these past couple of years and really you've stepped into your own for sure. What have, have there, were there any big major changes you made in the past two, three years that really stepped you up to this level or was it just kind of the year's work finally kind of coming together? I think it, it all came together. I think if I was in Brazil right now, 
maybe I wouldn't be racing. I would. I, I wouldn't mean. I wouldn't be racing. I think I would be working and maybe studying, but not racing. We don't have this facility and those kind of things in Brazil. Mm -hmm. So everything when I when I moved to here and start start to live with Domingos and live the BMX life twenty four hours. Yeah. That's that's where it changed. Yeah, okay. Did you have you how long have you been working with Domingo? Domingo. Yeah. How long have you Sorry. been how long have you been uh, training with Domingos? Uh I think it's been seven years I think. Okay, wow, so it's been a long time, hey? Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's it's I I just love his program and we are friends before I start to training with him, he used to have a bike shop in Brazil, mm -hmm. and he used to support support me. Yeah. After that, I asked him to be my coach, and we we made a deal, and we are together since then. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it definitely seems like it's clicked for you for sure. I feel like yeah, having that kind of relationship with him where. You were friends with him before. I think that really helps in your having your coach being a good friend because you can really open up and and talk to them about anything and everything you need. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think the com communication with your coach is the the one of the main things you have to you have to be able to talk with them, everything you feel, everything you need, and that's that's how you can that's where you can prove that's. That's how you can prove, you know? Yeah. All right, James, James has a question. Okay, yeah. I just put this in there. I forgot about this. All right, so we got to talk about the video that Jay Smooth put out of you and some guy from uh, South America. I can't remember who it was. Battling at the Florida races, and you guys were just going for broke on those dirt turns. It was the best <laughs> racing I've seen in years. <laughs> oh, man. They, they love to, to watch this race. It was so entertaining. You guys were just going for it, putting each other up and everything. Yeah, I was like, I was just, it was my first first race back because I had, a, I crashed. In hell, that's one, one hell of a first race back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was scared to race. I was like, man, I'm just gonna, because the track was so bad, like the turns were so slippery and I was scared to race and uh, at pre uh, when we were practicing, he kind of whole shot and cut me off so bad, and we kind of start to get mad uh, at each other, you know. Mm -hmm. And first moto, I think he was he was coming from outside, and I couldn't. I think I could or. I was outside. I don't know. I just he just came so hard and I couldn't couldn't break. Mm -hmm. and, and I I crashed. When I crashed for the first time, I was like, "Oh man, it's just my first race. What are you doing, <laughs> bro? Bro, just yeah. just chill, bro. Just chill. Chill." <laughs> and after that, I think it was the second moto, and I. I was like, bro, I'm gonna do the same. <laughs> He's like, fuck this I, guy. <laughs> I, I don't care. I crashed once and 
I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna break anymore. <laughs> and then I, I, I think I high, high loaded him, and I put him out of the turn. After that, we we didn't talk to each other. Like that was one hell of a race. Oh, I love it. That was one hell of a race. That's the kind of passion yeah. I'm talking about. You guys don't take you don't take any shit. No, I don't take shit. Oh. <laughs> it was Jeremy was like, should I post it? Can I can I do that? Will be will you be mad at me if I was like, you can post it. Just fuck it. I already did. <laughs> oh, at, at that point, yeah, just enjoy it. Yeah. But now we, we're fine. Like we we are talking with each other. <laughs> who was it, by the way? I don't even know who it was. It was a guy from Venezuela. His name is uh, Jorman, I think. Sevira. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's from Venezuela. Okay. He wasn't one of Pan Am's, was he? There was two Venezuelan guys there. No, it wasn't him. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, ready to go? Quick shots. Um. Yeah, we can we can hop over to the quick shots. Got anything, we, got anything else for Sousa before we do? No, I think that that's all our, our the points that we covered. We had a lot of quick quick shot questions for you, buddy. So yeah, we, we got a lot of questions for you. Have you do you know what the quick shots are? Yeah, yeah, I am. All right, cool. Go for it, James. Uh, we'll start simple. Okay, this one's from at, at Coach Brendy. He just wanted to know what crank length you run. Uh, one seventy five. Right, standard. At Greg underscore Friedrich, how much Olive Garden do you eat in a week? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't eat Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> People like to know what you eat, because uh, next one from Andre Lacroix. He says, how many eggs do you and Dominguez eat in one day? <laughs> oh my god, it's between 8 and 12. <laughs> no way. That's a Each lot. <laughs> from... A underscore soda yama. Coffee with white cheese is good. Oh yeah, I love it. <laughs> what? Do you have white cheese like separate to coffee? Yeah, we we like I like to because in my in my uh hometown we used to drink coffee with white cheese. And just eat it like cheese on the side? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, Try guy, it. I like it. I, I love cheese. Yeah, I love cheese and coffee. When the guy asked the question, I thought he meant like cheese in the coffee, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> uh, no, it's like cheese on the side. Yeah, okay. Uh, from at Hugo Oliveira, he says, what do you remember about the 2015 after party in Santiago del Estero? Oh, actually, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Which one was that? I don't remember. 2015 after party. That was a banger. Which one was that? Um, is that the two floor one? Uh, yeah. Well, they've 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 all been like two floors basically. That one had like the upper deck in the middle. Though. 2015 is when Tommy Zula did a backflip and smashed his teeth on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, that one. There yeah. we go. That was a good one. And Nick. That's when Nick. Nick the went straight. From, yeah, Nick went straight from the track, still in his Team USA like shirt and shorts, and just was just like raging. <laughs> Uh, the after parties in, in Santiago del Estero, it's always crazy. Yeah, those ones are pretty good. Um, let's see another question here. What are you, oh, at Jet underscore sucks. Where did you get your style from? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. This kind of relates to the next question too. From at Sylvan Andre, he says, Are you a big Sam Willoughby fan since you remind, you remind Sylvan of Sam when you ride? Yeah, I am. I'm a big 
I'm a big fan of Sam. Yeah. Since I was like, I think, since I was 13, I loved to see, to watch him racing. Um, at T Henry 42, what's the most important thing to remember while racing? Oh, let me think about it. That's a tough one. That's a tough question. Yeah, actually, I don't. I don't try to remember. I just try to focus on what I'm gonna do, right? On the gate, first rate, and the rest of the track. You know. Yeah. Yep. yep. Whatever you're thinking about in the main at Pan Am's, you really pop one off. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear. I was saying whatever you thought, whatever you were thinking about at the main at Pan Am's, you really pop one off in the main. Oh yeah, it's, the race was so tiring there. I was just trying to save my legs because my time, my times, like my reaction time on the gate wasn't that good. So I was trying to save my legs and do everything, uh, everything I can in the main. It was. It worked out. Yeah, yeah. You killed that one. All right. Next one uh, from Haza underscore Davis. They asked, "Why the switch from the carbon speedco to the alloy?" Mm, after um, I broke my carbon frame uh, at at the Manchester World Cup, and after that, I had my my alloy at home, and I and it was I was. I was building it up, and it was the only frame that I had at that time. And it was like, well, that's gonna be my 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 race bike right now. And I've, I love to to ride alloy. I feel comfortable riding alloy. How do people know this? I don't know. That's people, a big. That's a, that's a big fan. Yeah. Um. Oh, from at cowshoss one hundred three. In your opinion, what's the difference between a good track and a bad one? In, in, in what? In your opinion, what's the difference between a good track and a bad track? I think a good track has to be wide open, big turns, big jumps. And a bad track is just a basic track. I don't like it. I agree. I yeah. agree. Uh, next one, we'll go up here. From... Kyle Kaiser, he says, would you ever come ride in South Africa? Uh, whenever we have a race there. He'll be there, people. He'll be there. I think, I think I'm, I'm good for... I got one more. Yeah. Go. Even though we kind of asked this one. This one's from uh, Torque underscore N272. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Friend Ashley. of the show. She says, what is it like training with Dominguez? I know Dominguez. we've kind of answered that one, but what is it like training with him? Actually, we, we're like, we're partners for a long time. So everything, our relationship is so good. And his plan is just everything I want. It's basic, but that's what it works out for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, that's all we had for you today, bro. Thanks for coming on the show. It was really good to talk to you and uh, hear your story, man. All right. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. I was so 
so excited and so nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Man, don't don't think your English sucks because your English is really good. Yeah, it's getting better. But thank you. Don't worry, you're gonna have, you're gonna have an American wife soon. I'm a- <laughs> All right, bro. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for coming on, buddy. All right. Thank you so much, guys. See you, buddy. Later. See you. Bye. Susa, everybody. That was a good show. Another great potty. Yeah, it was really good. It was, man, it was, well, my mic was really loud. Um, yeah, it was really good to talk to him, man. Such a cool guy. So yeah. chill. Nice yeah. guy. Really thankful. And yes, his English is pretty good. Hey? English is really good. Yeah, yeah it was His fine. English is really good. Yeah. Now, I love talking to, the, like you said, the guys from South America. Their stories that having to basically give up a lot more than we do in North America, it's, it, it's inspiring to hear. Yeah, we don't really know what they have to, like, kind of sacrifice to get over to the U.S. and that kind of stuff. Like, we're very privileged to grow up in North America. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a lot less privileged growing up in South America, so... Like, you know, like Alfredo and him, they come to the U.S. and they're world's top guys and they both have world champ medals, world, you know, Pan Am Games medals. That's that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. They've stepped up in the room. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's one of the top dogs now. Think of how early he had to grow up. Seriously, though, yeah. yeah. I mean, we all have to as athletes, but I think them especially. They have it much more than we do. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So it's pretty cool, man. It's He's doing well. He's, he's killing it. Yeah. That's real. Like, he's really fast now. He's one of the, I'd say, he's consistently up there at the top guys. You know what I didn't ask him? I just realized I hate when I forget to ask a question on the show. But was that World's Final, his first World Cup final too? Like World Big International Final? I don't, I don't know for sure, but I want to say yes. Now it's like, why didn't we ask him? I completely forgot to ask him. That's so annoying. Unless that year he made like a Zolder main or something. But I think I this think might be his first. That I thought might it might have been his first one. Yeah, yeah. So no, that just shows. I mean, the passion they ride with, like I said, it's so cool. It's so inspiring. Um, they just, they'll, they'll go for it. No matter what position they're in, yeah. they're going to go for broke. They're going to give it a shot and try to get to the line. Yeah. And that's so, so cool. Big thanks for him coming on the show. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't tell him about, talk about our running we had in Florida this year. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that right. doesn't really matter though. <laughs> um, see snap on green made some, uh, Tori now comments sucks merch. Yeah. What is this all I about? Just remember, I just remembered that. Yeah. Like an epic. No one probably, <laughs> no one probably bought it. Oh, I hope not. I don't think anyone bought it. Yeah. But I thought that was pretty funny. That was pretty entertaining. We need our usual snap on green mention on here. <laughs> we got to do at least once per show. We got to do a little snap on green mention. Yeah, people are going to forget about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, you've had some good comments on there again. I know. You know, I can't do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> there was a while there where I, ha- where I was doing it every single day. But I can't do it every single day. I'm busy doing some shit some days. You actually got some stuff to do. You, I know. You've been I got shit too. to do. I'm a busy man. Yeah. You were down in San Diego for a long time. We didn't even talk about that. I know. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. He's busy with his lady, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was hanging yeah. with Savvy. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I can't remember what I was going to say. Thanks, uh, ProGet Europe. Yeah, thanks to the sponsor of the show. Yeah, ProGet, ProGet Europe. Europe fucking Berm Academy. Berm Jason Carnes. We got some great people behind the show. We, uh, we're going to get some merch going because... Yes, we are. Uh, we just got some sweet hats. We need some hats made. We're going to yep. get our, uh, our chatter awards done. I think we talked about it the last show, but we're going to have the year-end awards in Argentina. They're going to be called the Chatters. Yep. It's going to be a nice coffee chatter mug for like best pass, biggest crash, best something else, whatever. Yeah. And then right we're going to... We plan on... We, we thought of it today. We plan on selling, it for, selling coffee mugs for merch after that. Yeah. If you if you would if you would buy one of these coffee mugs or buy a hat or something, you know, drop us a like or leave us a comment. I don't know. Just let us know because, I mean, we, we don't want to make them and no one buy them. That would suck. I want a snapback coffee chatter hat pretty bad. Yeah. yeah I, want a, I want a snapback hat yeah. pretty bad. 
we need to find somewhere we can order these in bulk. If someone knows of where we can get these or knows how to, we can get them cheap and whatever, let us know because we are not experts in this field. Snap on so. Green knows, bro. He sells merch. Oh, yeah, true. Let's just ask we'll him. talk to our bro Snap on Green. He's going to yeah. help us with it. Yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah, anything else? That's about it for the show. What do we got coming up next year? Uh, we got our, oh, we're doing, we're coaching camp in Cochrane right now. Yeah, we are coaching at and Camp we're Cochrane. Coaching in Red Deer this weekend. Yeah, I think there are a few spots open left in Red Deer if uh, any Alberta people are listening and want to uh, blast up there yeah. for the weekend and enter. Also, I, f- I found my black bike, caught the thief. New- you found the jackass yeah, who stole I f- that thing? <laughs> I found the jackass, <laughs> the absolute lunatic in his dumb underwear. He looked like a wild man. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He looked like a complete loose cannon. So <laughs> the police actually filmed a documentary about it. Oh, really? But it's like a 60-second like Instagram documentary, and it's going to drop sometime in the next few weeks. Oh, wow. So I look, I look forward to sharing it. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, really, oh, wow. eh? Did they, did they get to talk to the culprit, or did they I just... Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cul- they, they interviewed yeah, myself, the culprit. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty... It's intense. You know what? They should lock his ass up. <laughs> well, dude, he's scum. He's a scumbag. Complete scumbag. Yeah. Kick him to the curb. I was trying to practice my pitching wedge. Enjoying the nice day. Yeah. What a jerk. Yeah. But I got yeah. the bike back and uh, yeah, documentary's coming out about it. So it should be interesting to watch. All right. I can't wait for that. You know, it's going to be aired at 8, 7 central. <laughs> <laughs> Primetime TV, baby. Primetime, yeah. ABC. <laughs> HDPOV, what? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> look for that on, uh, um, yeah, I'm going to post it on my Instagram sometime in the next few weeks. Uh, we are going to, like I said, try to get uh, some kind of giveaway for the motorsheets.com shaker bottles. Yep. We'll, we'll figure something got, out. Got a lot of shit on the way. We got a lot of shit on the go, people. We got a That's lot of shit on the go. That's we need to take a break from last week. So. Yeah. Um, we haven't decided on our guests yet next week, but we'll... Uh, oh, we thought of a couple. We have a few on the list right now, but it, sometimes timing doesn't work out. Yeah, so like I thought Safiso well. would be a good one. We did say that. Safiso would be a good one. Safiso Nalapo. Yeah, we want to have him on. Timing's going to be tight next week, so uh, we'll see. Oh, yeah. We can have one... We have one time to do it. We have literally three hours to do it on one day. You got to do it Monday at 3 p.m. Sorry. If you can't do it, it's just next You're guest. Done. Exactly. Yeah. 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 There's no time in between. So. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, people. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Oh, we're fucking... Dude, this show is going to put us over 50,000 downloads. Oh, it is, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to post about it because people aren't listening now anyway. The show. They're, they're already we might as well just talk to the two of us. <laughs> Let's be real. People aren't listening to the show anymore right now. But we're, this show is putting us over 50,000 downloads. Where's the champagne bottle? I want to pop this thing I'm and shake it. Penthouse downtown Vancouver champagne. Oh, we're going to the strippers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to strip club. We're going to celebrate right. Oh, it's just it's going to go. It's going to be big. Savannah, don't listen to this crap. Sorry, is not. James going. is going to go. I'm not going to go. James <laughs> is going to send me snaps. Yeah, I'll just send him snaps. That's fine. He can see it. He's not part of it. Don't worry. All right, good people. Until next week. Yeah. See you later, guys. See ya.